faith is not troubled. You understand the difference? It is not too hard for God. He can heal a headache. He can heal cancer. He can deliver from addiction. He can heal of mental illness. And there's not any one of those things I just said that's harder for him than the other. He's God. And there's power in his name and by his blood to heal. And he wants to. He wants to heal. I'd like us to pray right now where we are. And would you begin to pray with me for the Spirit of God to begin to do a miracle of the mind throughout our valleys? Would you, could you agree with me for the healing power of God to begin to reach where the adversary would like to make some believe the church cannot reach? But I'm telling you, in the Holy Ghost, God wants to heal the mind. And it will become a testimony to many. In the name of Jesus, we stand on your word and the authority of it. We declare the authority of the word of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray this morning that healing would begin to flow throughout these valleys. Father, not only for the body, not only for the ultimate saving of the soul, but I pray today the healing of the mind. I pray the breaking of strongholds in the mind. I pray the casting down, the eternal casting down of imaginations and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. I pray the minds of men and women that are tormented by illness that comes through the avenue of sin. I pray their mind be stripped of every stronghold of the adversary. That healing and renewal and restoration of the mind would take place. Give us boldness of speech to pray the prayer of faith. To see them healed, restored in the name of Jesus. I pray healing that returns individuals to their right mind. In the name of Jesus. 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 prodigal son took his inheritance from the father and the Bible says that he went and wasted it with riotous living. Would you pray with me right now? Hold on, before you pray I'm going to ask you to do something. If you have a phone, I want you to turn it off. Would you do that with me right now? If you have a phone in your purse, in your wallet, on your pew, would, I'm asking you right now, would you reach over, get your phone. I'm give, please, everybody in the room, get your phone and turn it off.
probably a good practice every time you come to the house of God. That's why I like a Bible in hand. I'm not opposing you if you use your phone for your Bible. Now, would you pray with me again? Or would you talk to God with me? Lord, we need to hear from you. We need your word to go into the earth. It's your word that sets at liberty the captive. It's your word that brings recovering of sight to the blind. It's your word that sets at liberty them that are bruised. It's your word that is healing. It's your word that brings life. We cannot do it. We are but men, but we can pray the prayer of faith in the name of Jesus Christ and see the work done. And we will, by your great grace, see the work done. In the name of Jesus, we will see the captive set free. In the name of Jesus, we will see the bruised healed. In the name of Jesus, we will see the blind eyes opened and the lost come to salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So he went, this prodigal son went and wasted his father's substance with riotous living. You understand this is a parable, but it's indicative of someone who had received that which they could only get from the father. And rather than recognizing the value of what the father gave them, and using it to continue to bless the Father's kingdom. They took it and used it for their own self and thereby wasted what the Father gave them. We have a responsibility to what the Father gives us. The Holy Ghost is the earnest of your inheritance. We have a responsibility to what we've received. And so he wasted it, this prodigal, after he had a fun time living in the world, friends, riotous living in our day, partying, carrying on, feeding his flesh, buying what he wanted when he wanted. No responsibility, not taking responsibility, just go until things ran out. Didn't mean anything to him. It had just been freely given or didn't value what had been put in his hand. But he found himself in a pig pen. Right? Life did what life does when we waste what's given us. You know, wasn't the adversary that put him in the pig pen. Sometimes we give the devil credit for stuff that's our own choice. I'm under such spiritual attack. No, you're not. You made dumb choices. Sorry, Sister Priscilla, I wasn't pointing at you. Okay. She's like. I know about that because I've done that. And every one of us in this room that have been old enough to make choices have done that. Amen? Because we're human and so we'll do that. But the point is we learn and grow from that, hopefully. But what happened to this prodigal, he made these dumb choices. So he ended up in a place he never wanted to be. And that's what happens when we make those. And so here he is in this pig pen. And he's in this pig pen. 
going, what in the world? You know, he really is. He's a homeless man. He's a homeless man. And something had happened to his mind. I really feel the Holy Ghost. I didn't plan on any, but we need, please, I'm asking you to listen with your spirit. I have not forgotten the kids, but we all need to be here right now. This prodigal is homeless. He had went from this place of blessing and favor to a place of nothing and eating what pigs had to survive. And you understand how low that was because he would have been in this parable. He would have been a Jew. Jesus was talking to Jews. He was speaking. Jesus came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And Jews understand that pork is an unclean animal. You with me? I need you to see the parable. Every part had meaning. He had become so lost from where he had begun. And it would seem to you and I if we lived in that day and we were walking down the street and we looked over at whoever owned this pig farm and saw this guy out there living in it and grabbing food out of the slop that he was also feeding the pigs. We would look and say, man, that guy's in a bad state. I mean, today it looks like someone digging in a garbage can to just get something to eat. But this is where he was. He was homeless. He didn't start there. He made choices that got him there. Now, it's a spiritual condition. We see it lived out in the natural, but it's a spiritual condition. We must understand we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. This is why social justice by itself doesn't fix anything. It must be a spiritual work before any social justice does any good. I can give the man a meal every day, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but I can continue to give him a meal every day. But if I don't pray for the spiritual bondage that he's under to be broken, he'll be lost and he'll die and he'll go to hell. There must be a breaking of spiritual bonds so that lives are rescued from the pit that they find themselves in as a result of their own choosing We must recognize as people of God called by the name and filled with His Spirit that we have authority and dominion that we can walk in and operate in to see lives set free and lifted from the mire and restored the rightful relationship with the Father. This is the design and the desire of God. And here sits the prodigal. Far removed from his heritage. Hear me, the state and condition of our world is that of the prodigal. They are far removed from what they're intended to live in and walk in. And it's the result of their choices. But the father does not desire... To damn them. The father desires to save them. 
Now they have to be willing to return to the Father and allow Him to cover them with His robe of righteousness. They have to allow Him to do the work in their lives or they will be damned. But here's the prodigal. He's eating from the pig's slop. That's what we call it in the south. I don't know what they call it here. It's called slop that you fed the pigs. He's eating from the pig's slop. He's homeless, and his mind is not right. I'll tell you how I know that. Because the Bible says that as he was there feeding the pigs, a thought came to him. And the thought that came to him was, why am I sitting here eating this junk, homeless, when in my father's house there is plenty of bread and room? But watch, here's how I know about his mental condition. Because the Bible says, when he came to himself, you know what I believe that was? He didn't, that didn't happen on his own. I believe the father was praying. God, in the natural, the father. Obviously, we know the Heavenly Father knows all. But I imagine a father praying. I don't know where my boy is. But you do. I don't know what condition he's in, but you do. I don't know the state of his life, but you do. I pray God bring him back to you. I pray let that which is in the very nature of a man you created in your image begin to cry out to you. There's a place there in every soul that the Spirit of God has planted where he can reach. And so God reached there. I believe it was the prayer that would reach and cause one to come to their right mind even if but for a moment to make a decision that would save their life. The Bible says when he came to himself, he said, I will arise and I will go to my father. And I will say, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. You know what I'm praying? God reached through the streets of Yakima. Reached through and into and. I understand it's not just on the streets. It's in homes. It's in living rooms. It's in people living in fancy houses. It's, it's from the lowest of lows in the economic society and demographic that we live in all the way to the highest echelons. It, it's, you understand this, this confusion and destroying of the mind by the adversary is not limited to one segment of the population. We just see it and often associate it. There must be a healing and a renewing of the mind to deliver people from bondage and return them to right relationship with God. 
And we must be willing to pray the prayer of faith to see it happen. Don't be afraid to speak. I know there are times we hesitate. I have. Maybe not you. There are times I've hesitated. I don't know what I'm going to say. And I don't know what they're going to do. They're you know. They act a little crazy. I don't mean crazy like my wife acts crazy with me sometimes. You know, like, I, no, I love you. Just want to make sure y'all are still listening. I like crazy my wife. Crazy on the streets, I don't know. Everybody needs a little bit of crazy in them. I'm just telling you that, okay? But sometimes we don't act because we don't know what will they do, what will they say, I don't. And the adversary would like us to fear. Well, if I say what the. I'm not saying we should just be casual and nonchalant and just go, okay, I'm going to go out and we need to be led of the spirit of God. We need to walk in the spirit. I'm not just going to every person going, let me just see, let me just see, let me just see. But when we are filled with the Spirit and in fellowship with the Spirit of God, we have and walk in dominion. We have and we walk in dominion. And so as the church of the living God, the body of Christ in the earth, we cannot shy away from the situations in our world. We are the answer to them. Not in our humanity. In the power of his spirit working through our lives. Jesus went to Gadara. On a ship he sails across. He comes across to the Gadarenes. He gets off of the ship in Gadara, and it happens to be, it's quite the interesting place when you think about it for a port. The port is not at the city. The port is at the cemetery. Isn't that sort of weird? Say, so how do you know that? Well, he gets out of the ship, and there's a guy among the tombs, the Bible says. So the port somewhere near the cemetery. I don't know if it's because I don't know how that all worked out. But that's where it was. He gets off the ship there and there's a man among the tombs that cuts himself. Cries out night and day. Runs around unclothed. They tried to the people in the city didn't know what to do with him, so they tried to bind him with chains. Let's, let's use natural means to try to control what we cannot understand. That's exactly what's happening in our world today with medication of those that are mentally ill. It's a different time. And I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. God's wanting to break some things in this spirit in our valleys. Come pray with me again right now. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So they bound them with chains, trying to control what they had no way to know how to help. And so their way of managing it was chains. Let's bind him with chains. But the problem was they bound him with chains and he just broke the chains. He recognized he wasn't allowed in town. You ever wonder why he just didn't go back into town? He was strong enough to break chains. Clearly they couldn't kick him out. We know that he was possessed of so many unclean spirits that when Jesus arrived, they revealed themselves as legion because we are many, the scripture says. Most agree that the name and the number, and I haven't studied enough, I've heard it multiple times from people I know that study the word, that that was at least 6,000 Unclean spirits in that man. But when Jesus arrived, the Bible says that this man possessed with these unclean spirits. The Bible doesn't tell him his name. We just tell us his name. We just know him as the man of Gadara. We know the name of the spirits that possessed him because he had become And I think this is important. His identity had been lost to that which controlled him. Tell me that doesn't describe people that are mentally bombarded spiritually and in bondage. Their identity is lost to that which controls them. But I know a deliverer. I know a deliverer. I feel the deliverer in this room. And I feel help with him here in this room this morning. There is a deliverer and a healer and a restorer. Jesus steps off of the boat. And when he steps off the boat, the Bible says this man that Society could not control no matter what they tried. That when he saw Jesus. You understand when he saw Jesus. There was something in him. Greater than that which controlled him. It was the will of a man to return to his maker. And the man, the scripture says, ran to him. The man they could not control with chains. The man they could not bind and get under control. When he saw Jesus, nothing could stop him. And he ran, the Bible says, and fell at his feet and worshipped him. A legion of unclean spirits could not stop him from getting to Jesus. When Jesus stepped off the boat, there was no power in hell or earth or above the earth or under the earth that could stop a man bound by spirits from getting to him. 
And please hear me this morning. We are the body of Christ in the earth. And when we step onto the scene, I'm not talking about people worshiping us. You understand me clearly. But there is a dominion and authority given by the infilling of the Holy Ghost that when you walk into a room, I don't care how many unclean spirits are there, that which is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And there should be a beckoning that goes out from the Spirit of God in your life and mine. That when I walk into the company of someone in bondage, they run. And there comes a breaking of the bonds when we speak the word of faith. I believe it's recorded in Luke's gospel when the, these unclean spirits spoke out and said, Leave us alone. Let us go into the swine. Why have you come to torment us? I think it's Luke's gospel. All that Jesus said to them was, go. You mean he didn't have a three-hour prayer and fasting meeting? Lay hands on them and scream and yell over them in Jesus' name. Stop building up the adversary in your mind. Stop making him bigger and stronger and more powerful than God in your mind. There is not even a comparison. It's insulting to God to compare in any way. Greater, far greater Beyond measure, beyond comprehension, beyond understanding. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and had your sins washed away and you have been filled with the baptism of the gift of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God now dwells in you and you begin to fellowship Him day by day, abiding in Him, His Word abiding in you. You're staying connected, plugged in. Brother Reuben talked about it. It sounds like it was mentioned in prayer yesterday morning as well. We stay connected, abiding in Him. Greater is He that is in you. The man at Gadara ran to Jesus and worshipped Him. And Jesus said to the unclean spirits, go. And they left and went into the swine. The swine realized, hold on, I can't deal with this. And they ran off the cliff and killed themselves. The people that were watching the pigs, they were like, in this society, they weren't, they weren't rejoicing over the man. They were concerned, oh my goodness. Our jobs are now in jeopardy. They run into town to talk to the pig owners. And here's what the scripture says. They came out 
And when they saw the man of Gadara, the Bible says this about him. He was clothed and he was in his what? (laughs) He was in his right mind. You know what that tells me? That tells me that every man and every woman that God created has a place and a state in living that is their right mind. And the effort of the adversary is to try to continue to pull creation from their right mind. The danger, the challenge, and the need for discernment regarding voices that we talked about a few Thursday nights ago. When they saw him clothed and sitting at the feet of Jesus in his right mind, they said to Jesus, Leave. Isn't that ironic? This is important. I'm finishing. Kids, my apologies. I know you didn't get to go to class this morning. Your teachers needed a break. Watch. You would think that when the church begins to be used of God and the time is now to see the homeless restored to their right mind delivered from the bondage you would think that we would be welcomed Don't think it's strange if they despise you. I can only tell you what I hear in the Holy Ghost. Don't think it's strange if society finds fault with you and God uses you in the life of someone being restored to their right mind. The reason why Hear me. The reason why it will become an issue is because the gain of this world is in the pharmaceutical system. And when the church operates as the church and the Lord Jesus Christ begins to heal the mind of people and they're no longer dependent on the pharmaceuticals and he begins to heal the body that's no longer dependent on the pharmaceuticals. He begins to, are you with me? Here's what happens. They recognize their loss of profitability is gone. It's exactly what happened to those when their pigs ran off the cliff. They saw the loss of money and they were angry and they wanted Jesus gone. That's what's going to happen as the church. And I feel the prophetic this morning. As the church begins to walk in these things. You would think they would be loved. 
They will be as long as we don't affect their gain. Please stand with me. Would you take one of your hands and just put it right on your own chest this morning? Sit it right there. You say, God wants to use me. Every one of you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. I'm not telling you we all need to run out of here today and run down to the street and find somebody. You understand? We must be led of the Holy Ghost. But we cannot shy away from society's ills. Nor can we seek to fix them with social good. We need the spiritual work to take place and we need to know we have the spiritual authority to walk in. I want you to pray right now. Could we do that? Lord, here I am. Use me. Lord, here I am. Use me. Well, the healer is in the house. The deliverer is here. He who sets free is here. He who restores is here. He who renews, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. You are the body of Christ. And he will and desires to and wants to use each and every one who will avail ourselves to him. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, I realize there are gamuts. I realize there's a spectrum in the battle of the mind. I know what it is to struggle believing You're losing your mind. I know what it is to battle with a spirit of depression. I know what it is to have confusion in your mind. I've walked that road. Hear me. I know what it is to have the living God reach in and touch and heal the mind. Because he has in my life. So here's what we're going to do right now. We're going to continue to pray. And for some, the battle of the mind is just sometimes it's just a nagging thing that seems to keep come. That why do I keep? I'm not talking about sins and temptations. Temptations, he makes a way of escape. You've got to choose to escape. I'm talking about a battle in the mind, maybe a spiritual stronghold. We read in Scripture that, right, we 
cast down strongholds, imaginations. These are all things in the mind. And so we're going to pray today. The reason I say there's a range is because it can be as simple as your mind coming under attack every month or two or three, and you're like, "Why? what's going on here all of a sudden? You just don't know why. Or, or it can be, there could be some of you here this morning that you feel like your mind is just in total disarray. Confusion, doubt. I say that because we want to pray the healing of the mind for you today. But I don't want you to go, oh, man, if I say I want somebody to pray for the healing of my mind, that means I'm like the guy at Gadara. No, it <laughs> Okay. There's spectrum. But when God robed himself in flesh and died at Calvary. He shed his blood, suffered, and took stripes for the healing of the entire man. Body, soul, and mind. And spirit. So if you need the Lord Jesus to heal your mind today, this will not be everybody. But it will require honesty. If you need the Lord to heal your mind today. I'm asking you to come. And we're going to pray. And watch God. This has got to be an individual choice. I realize it's. On this is it's beautiful. I want you to. I don't want you to kneel down. I want you to stand and leave a little room. So people can step in front and pray with you. Just line up across here. Come on, it's a work of the Spirit of God. We have witnessed the Holy Ghost here this morning as we've talked. Is that, a, is that true? Have we witnessed the Spirit of God talking to us? And so because we've witnessed that, He's not doing that just to be telling us something. He's wanting to do a work here. Now hear me, all of you that are standing here. Please. Here, just a minute, look at me. I want you looking at me because I don't want your head down. Okay? I take authority over every doubt that would try to tell you, well, I don't know if this will really work, but I'm telling you, he will really work. He will not embarrass you or humiliate you. This doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're human and that our minds come under attack. I, I told you already, I've dealt with it in my life. I dealt with it for four years, thought I was losing my mind. Okay? Hear me. We are with you. You understand? It's not you and us and you and them. We are with, that's a lie of the adversary. That's the deception that is on those on the street. It's like them and us. No, that's not the case. It's us. And what you need is no different than someone that says, I'm sick in my body and I need God to heal my body. You just need healing in the mind. And the Holy Ghost is going to do a work here today. Okay?
So I want us all to pray. Here's the first thing we're going to pray. I want you to pray a prayer of repentance. Okay, prayer of repentance. You say, well, I don't have anything to repent of. Then simply pray a prayer, God, if there's anything in my heart or my mind or my spirit that is coming between you and I in our relationship, I release it by the help of God this morning. If there's things you've involved yourself in that you have not repented of, I want you to begin to talk to him about that across the whole room. Can we do that right now? Just a prayer of repentance in your words, in your words between you and Lord, between you and the Lord. God, I've held on to resentment. God, I've had an offense in my spirit. I release it today. God, I've made choices that were unwise, and I know they did not please you. And so, therefore, I repent in faith right now. I receive of the blood of Jesus that cleanses from sin. I receive your forgiveness, Jesus. And I want to walk in the direction you want me to walk, not in my own direction. I repent by the grace of God and the help of God today. I repent here in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I repent in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We open our spirit unto you. Now across this room, here's what I want us to do. I want us to worship him. Really, I want you to worship him. I want you to turn your eyes and your attention on him and begin to worship him. Sister Julie, I'd like you to come help us pray here. Sister Stephanie Charles, I'd like you to please come and help us pray. Amen. Sister Jessica Walker, I'd like you to please come and help us pray. Sister Stephanie, my wife, please help pray with these ladies. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, pray in faith. Come in front of them and pray in faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Joel Garcia, would you please come help us pray? Come on, we're all praying, we're all praying, but the Lord is going to use some of you in ways that where God is going to work. Come on, let him use you. Brother Reuben, please come help us pray. Come on, there's healing here. The healer is here. This isn't about what you feel or don't feel. This is faith. This is a work of faith. Please come in front of these individuals. Lay hands and take authority and pray the prayer of faith. In the name of Jesus, we worship you, Lord. We worship you who has become our salvation. We worship you who is our healer and our deliverer. I pray across this room the restoration and the renewing of the mind. I pray the renewing of the mind in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
Come on, open your spirit and receive. If you're up here praying or being prayed for, open your spirit and receive. Let him pour into your mind. There's victory happening right now. There's deliverance happening in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive of him. Receive of him. Receive of him. Receive of him. Yes. Receive of him. By the blood of the lamb. By the blood of the lamb. By the blood of the lamb.
Hallelujah. Come on, worship him. Lift your head and lift your hands in worship. Come on, get in a posture to receive. Put yourself in a posture to receive. Let the love of God pour into your spirit. Hallelujah. Now, if you need healing in your body, would you just reach to him right now? Come on, let the love, the, the healer is here. The healer is here. Come on, I feel healing moving through this room. I speak to every sickness, infirmity, and disease by the authority of the Word of God, by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. And in the name of Jesus Christ, healing in the body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship Him together right now. And as you worship, let His Spirit wash over you. Let His love wash over you. Let the renewing and regeneration wash over you.